You're listening to Fat Cat Radio, a family of hosts playing the best local music, raising the bar one note at a time. Fat Cat Radio 247, you're live in the mix. I'm your host, Twism White Peace, and today we've got an amazing, amazing interview with a content-creating machine known as Xander Dames. Xander, my man, how are you doing? I've got you on the line here. What is good with you today? I'm freaking isolated, Twism. Like, this is crazy what's going on right now, man. Like, I'm yes. going freaking stir-crazy cabin fever, man. What's up? <laughs> nah, man. I'm feeling the same way over here, thankfully. I got a backyard, man. Uh, hopefully, wherever you're at, you've got some kind of, of exit path out of the four corners. So... Dude, uh, I got, I got like, I, I got like a box of a backyard back here, man. I'm like, dying over. I'm like, get me out of here. <laughs> and I'm in California. Uh, you know, I'm in SoCal to make matters worse. Oh, so that sun is just brilliant and lovely right now, too. Yeah, bet, but right? but nobody can enjoy it, you know, <laughs> because SoCal is like a hotbed right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. The same here in Ontario, same Toronto, right? Toronto, Ontario is just ridiculous right now. There. So many deaths and, and sicknesses that are like on these model forecasts and things like that. So like for your area, are they projecting any kind of devastating numbers, grim outlook, or is it still well, a positive note? Or Well, right now what's going on is that it's basically um, at, at this point, the, the numbers still keep on climbing. We're projected to hit the peak in mid-May. That's the projection. But okay, so okay. far, it seems that a lot of people are actually adhering to the the guidelines of staying in. Um, it's it's kind of eerie out here, man. I mean, you know, you think about Los Angeles because I live in the L.A. area. Yeah. And uh, you think, you know, like it's always moving. The 405 is jam-packed. Oh, people have been taking pictures of the 405, not a car in sight. It's like, like a walking dead. <laughs> seriously, it's so eerie because, like, you know, I mean, we're complaining about traffic, and now when there's none, we're kind of scared. We're like, uh, this is weird. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the streets of Hollywood Boulevard are very bare. Uh, Rodeo Drive is completely empty. Like, I had a buddy of mine take a That's picture because he, he works. Uh, on Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills, and it's like he took a picture because he works at a deli there. Yeah. Um, so he's an essential worker, and he he took a picture. It was empty. Empty completely. That's, like the, that's wild. That's you wild. know some of the stores that carry like high end jewelry have been boarded up. I'm I'm telling you, it's almost like you said. It's almost like a Walking Dead scenario. Yeah. You know everything is yeah. like boarded up. It's so eerie out here, man. So so for for you for you you are uh, uh you know being in the mix of all of that. How does how do you how do you feel? Um, you know, are you are you the kind of person that's like, man, I wish I could get out here and document this and, and be an active part of the front line? Or are you one of those guys that's like, you know what, man, I am very cool staying right here and 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 creating the content that I create here? Because, you know, there's there's a lot of different content creator styles out there. And and a lot of uh, we've seen a lot of we've seen an increase in a lot of people wanting to be uh, storm chasers of the whole COVID-19 thing. So. Where do you stand on that aspect? I mean, you know, for me, I, I have to think about because uh, I, I take care of my father and okay. my father, he has uh, underlying uh, health conditions gotcha. and I can't risk his life. I can't. Yeah. He's a very yeah. he's an extremely high risk uh, person to get infected and, and probably would not survive it. So right. I stay right. in for him. I stay in Good. for my father. Um, right. I'm not you know, I mean, if I were if I were by myself and and i didn't have 
the responsibility of taking care of him, it'd be a right. different story. Maybe. I don't know. Because I also not now it's starting to hit people that that don't have underlying health conditions. I mean, right, I, honestly, right. I, honestly, I'm not even sure if I have any, to be honest, but I don't <laughs> want to take that risk either. He's like, and, I don't want to put myself in a situation. God, God no, man. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Cause the, the way, um, the way it goes, it's really, it hurts from what people, from what interviews, uh, I've been reading about listening to watching. It's not the type of virus that you want to mess with. It's not, yeah. it's, it's, it's a lot, like the process, it's really bad. I actually just interviewed, uh, you know, this very an incredible artist. Her name is Dovely, and her okay. mother is a COVID nineteen survivor. Really? And yeah, she actually just survived the virus. She's actually still getting over it. And from what she tells me, her mother was had a fever for three weeks. Imagine having a fever for three long weeks that is just and crazy. not not being able to speak. To your daughter not being able to see her. She says, I haven't hugged my mom in a month. I yeah, mean, yeah. as simple as a hug. You can't even touch the person. And and the thing is, from what she tells me, from what, from what she uh, said in the interview, is that even after she stops having the final symptom, yeah. she has to wait. The doctors say 72 hours. Some doctors say 72 hours. Some doctors say seven days after the final symptom just to be on the safe side. So she still has to wait even after that to be able to like say to be near her mother. I mean, this is this is insane. And you're talking about a a change in the way we live our life. I mean, when you can't even hug somebody for a month, a month and a half at a time. I mean, that that. That takes an emotional, a mental toll. I mean, there's so much more that goes into it just other than words that say, oh, you didn't hug somebody. You know what I mean? So It's just that. I mean, we, we, we take a lot of little things like those for granted. Exactly. And, and in a sense, this time that we're like I, I did another episode actually talking about the silver lining of of this virus and it's yeah. a very it's it's very simple the silver lining is is many things one of which is taking the little things for granted that we usually would exactly. you know not even think about like you know going to the park going for a hike you know yes. little things like that we're take that we we usually it's not necessarily that we take for granted but we take it lightly we're like oh we could do this all the time now we can't yeah. and these are the things that when all this is over we need to appreciate more you yeah. know, yeah. interacting with one another, interacting like these kids, this generation is so into texting one another, even when they're in the same room together. But that was before they had, you know, before they were like, oh, I get to see this person every day. Now they can't see their, their, you know, their, their schoolmates or anything like that on a daily basis because schools are shut down. Yeah, so man. now they're going to appreciate, hey. You know, I finally get to go ahead and and see you now, like not just text you in the same room, but not get to see you and play with you again. You know, exactly. exactly. All these things, all these things yeah. that we take for granted, dude, this is this is, you know, this is definitely everybody's focused on the negative. They need to focus on the positive, which is, you know, the things that we take for granted, the earth. You know, I mean, there's not that much pollution like science it recovered been. for a minute. Exactly. Like the earth is healing itself. In in Italy, there was an article that they that they that the reporters wrote saying that the rivers where the gondolas usually are are healing themselves. You could actually see the fish at the bottom of these rivers because there's no gondolas around. That's so, amazing. you know, these are all proof that man has a serious negative impact on this planet. 
So, so are you are you pro pro Earth? It sounds like you're one of those those you know uh, not 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 to say fanatic, but just to say uh, um, you know adamant in the fact that that man is destroying the world. Not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a Greenpeace or anything like that. Yeah, 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 like yeah. It, you get you know, where I was going. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm nothing like that. I'm just an observer. I'm, I'm, I'm an observer, and I'm a logical thinker. You know, right, obviously, right. it's, it's logical that if man, you know, uh, uses our natural resources, there isn't going to be much left. Yes. You know, for the yes. future. And it's just it's just, you know, the proof is in you, you can see it yourself with your own eyes. I live in Los Angeles. One of, you know, one of the, you know, dirtiest. Well, it used to be. be. We've actually helped that a lot. But it used to be back. Yeah. In, God, I, I've lived here all my life. I was born and raised in Los Angeles. Right. And I was here, you know, when pollution was really bad. Yeah, and, yeah, I bet. Right. You know, so, I mean, the proof is that, you know, the more people actually, you know, help to not pollute the earth the the you're gonna see it in the skies you're gonna see it by breathing the air you're gonna you're gonna know i mean people it has after effects that you, of course. you, you can identify with easily of course of course and it's it's one of those things where you know again i'm not a fanatic i'm just a i'm just an observer i can see it with my own eyes you yeah. know so that's just that's the bottom line there so my 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 thing is is in the mix of all this, you know, we we we've touched base a little bit on 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 your feelings regarding you know pandemics and everything like that. But where do you sit at in in, in your view of life? You know, a lot of people say, you know, uh, I've heard different theories. Um, this is actually a good thing for us. It's actually going to help us. I've heard other people say this is going to hinder us. This is going to harm us. Where do you think, uh, you know, once this is all said and done? Um, where do you think we're going to fall back onto the balance of things? Do you, do you think like, uh, you know, after this, is there going to be some more wars? You think people are just going to go back to fighting or do you think we're going to actually maybe progress because this action showed us somewhat of a, of a worldwide unity? Uh, you know, where, where, where do you see us walking out with this at? Well, to be honest with you, it's, you know, I use this word and it's so funny that I use this word because shortly after I used it, every like, you know, everybody started using this word, word, granted, I'm not like some huge celebrity or anything like that, but if I would have been, trust me, I would have coined this word. I would have patented it real quick. Oh, totally. Because everybody started using it. I'm like, Hey, I started that whole word thing. Right, right, right. Um, I actually used the word reset, um, okay. that the world needed a reset. And okay. and because the thing is, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we've used we we've we've bickered so much with one another. We've uh, we've you know, greed has been the driving force. Yes. And it's it's so bad that we needed this moment to reset and rethink and, you know, reevaluate things, you know, about the world, about ourselves, about everything. And I think it's actually done a lot. It's actually helped a lot. How we're going to come out after this, that's yet to be seen. I, I, I honestly have no idea. Um, you know, it could go either way. It could either be really good or really bad because, yeah. unfortunately, human beings, there is no gray area. Yeah, and, exactly. you know, it's either one or the other. And, um, you know, I, I wish there was I, I mean, I'm hoping there's a gray area. I'm hoping that yeah. it'll, it'll go halfways. But as far as wars are concerned, that's always going to happen. That's there's just never going to be peace on Earth. There's always going to yeah, be one yeah. side that's going to think that they're, you know, that they carry the bigger gun than the other. And they're going to try to wave it around. Right, and right. it's just it's just going to continue. If anything, right now, 
with our current administration, and and I don't like getting into politics, really. But yeah. in our current, <laughs> with, with the with the elections coming up in November, there's going to be a lot of uh, you know. Right now is this current administration's real test to see how they can handle a huge situation like this. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. And 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 right now, you know, people, the world is watching. The world is watching, and they know that the world is watching. So yeah. we'll see come November how exactly that's going to impact the elections. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, and and it's crazy because before this crisis started, we're but we were about to be in the middle of World War Three. And see, that's a, and see that was that was kind of what I was leading at because before this thing had started, we were in the mix of some real, real world, you know, seriousness. And and that's kind of what I was asking, you know, like kind of where I was leading with that is, do you think that we're gonna go right back to that? You know, like it's it's you know it's it's a tough one to call because it has to do with oil. Yeah, um, it has right? to do with Iran. It's, a, and it's with an Russia. ongoing, never stopping yeah. situation. It's going to be a very difficult one. I mean, right now, I mean, again, you know, again, this, this, this virus, in a sense, that's one of the other silver linings, is that we were about to, like, World War Three was about to ensue, ensue yeah. and thanks to this virus, they yeah, stopped peace, focusing. Peace. Yeah. yeah, they stopped focusing on that. They're like, dude, how can we fight a war if all our soldiers are sick and dying? Yeah, exactly. You know, like, how can exactly. we fight a war for a country if we don't have a country to, to fight for, actually? Yeah. So yeah. I'm hoping that after this is done, there could be peaceful negotiations with between between these two factions. And, yeah. you know, I hope that this virus somehow, some way makes them realize, you know what? Life is too short to go ahead and be Keep fighting over. Like that. Yeah, yeah, be fighting over this stuff. So that's my hope. Um, those well are really said. high hopes. <laughs> you know, those are well really said, high though. Hopes. That, that's well said. But, I like it. I like the way you. I like the way you was like. You know, this is what I hope to see. I mean, I can't. You know, you know, don't want to quote anything. You know, live yeah, or breathe I mean, by quotes nowadays. You know. Yeah, because I mean, it's one of those things where I, I, I don't know what they're thinking. I don't know where they're going to be at. I don't know if they're still going to be greedy enough to to right, continue right. running. With this. But <laughs> right. you know, money, money is, uh, money is it's one of the huge biggest seducers. motivations, man. Let yeah, me tell you. it's, tell it's you. one of the biggest seducers that that any man can go ahead and uh not uh not be able to to you know say no control to. yeah right exactly exactly all right so let's kind of let's kind of take a step backwards for a minute man you said you was born in los angeles right mm -hmm. los angeles mm -hmm. ucla now, medical center baby brune from birth there you go <laughs> there you go there's a way to shout it out that's <laughs> so now uh um did you go to college there? Did you? What was your schools? You know the whole. How did that? How did that play out for you? What was your childhood like growing up? What did that? What did that ensue for you? You know, um, my childhood was really like I. I was very fortunate that I grew up in a household that was uh, not not the richest in the world. Um, we were actually. Uh, Blue collar family. Um, you know, my dad was a truck driver uh, slash mechanic. Uh, my mom was oh. a homemaker. You know, yeah, uh, she yeah. was. Uh, she was. She basically is the one that raised me because my dad would uh, be traveling a lot and of you know, course, as a truck driver. Get the money, right? Exactly. And yeah. but the thing is that we didn't have much in means, but we had a lot in love, and gotcha. we were very united. Gotcha. We were very united. I was very. I was in, I was uh, raised in a family that uh, you know. Granted, my parents would fight a lot, um, so <laughs> that 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 actually you know, and it was always about finances and a bunch of a bunch of stuff. But my parents would actually fight a lot. But um, it was uh, one of those things where we still stayed united. That was the one yeah. thing that my mom she. Uh, 
she always preached was staying united. I was actually my mom was like I said, my mom was the one that raised me, and uh, she uh, she was I was very close to her. I lost her actually in 2016. Oh, and, so sorry. Um, that, man. Thanks. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, it was one of those things where it really it really impacted both my father and I. I and uh, I was actually afraid for my dad because the reason why I take care of him is because my dad's half paralyzed. Uh, he's half yeah, paralyzed from a from a stroke that he suffered back in 2007. So I was very scared for him. So he had nobody. That, that was his caretaker pretty much. Yeah, well, it's, we were both yeah. were. We both were his. We both uh, are his caretaker. I mean, my okay. mom. She, she took care of him while I ran the errands. I gotcha. had a job. Gotcha. You know, I was yeah. putting you know putting food on the table and everything. And then when she passed, I took over the mantle of that. Gotcha. Uh, and I'm an only child. So and I was and, and it's crazy because when they were both sick, um, I was still going to school. I was actually my final year in college because I actually uh, you know I I man. I, you know, I fooled around. I fooled around a lot, and I'm really stupid for that. But at the same time, not really regretful because it was a good, awesome time in my life. Um, you know, in high school, I've been in journalism since I was in the ninth grade. Nice. And yeah, yeah I've been doing this for years. And yeah, yeah. Since I was a kid, I I I went to college. I went to a junior college, and I went into journalism there. But I couldn't do it because they were in a sense yellow journalists and I couldn't do that. They were always gotcha, looking gotcha. for they were always looking for scandal from, you know, the from uh from a certain group some and hard copy journalists. It was bad. It was so bad on my dude, I'm not gonna do this crap. Are you kidding yeah, me? This yeah, yeah. Me. This isn't this isn't who I am. I, I I'm here to, you know, to 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 showcase Inform the truth and educate yeah exactly i'm here to showcase the truth not not look for scandal and not look to badmouth somebody right, you know right, unless right. it's something hugely serious but what you guys are looking for is something it's like just it's just juice. Dirty, dirty. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just juice i'm not i'm not a tabloid you know so yeah, yeah, i left uh, that i had a lot of strong criticisms about the the instructor and you know, uh, it's it, it's actually funny because I ended up working with her daughter at a restaurant about a year later, and I was like, "Oh, that's her mom." I'm like, "Oh my god!" That's yeah. Crazy. Suffice it to say, me and me and that girl, we didn't get along too well because I didn't like her very much. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I I quit school actually. Really? Uh, and I got into real was estate. Is this the last year? You? This is the no. last year. No, 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 no. I actually, um, I quit school. This is back in, uh, back in, uh, in early 2000s. Oh, okay, okay, uh, okay. And I quit school. Uh, I got into real estate. Um, and in real estate, I it's so messed up because I got into real estate right when the boom hit, and we and you know real estate just started going downhill. I was barely able to sell a house, so that was all bad. Um, so a few years later, I was. I was a Hollywood club promoter, actually, during that time. <laughs> yeah, I, I've done a lot of stuff, man. I was a Hollywood I was scared to say, man, that's a heck of a resume already in yeah. the first three sentences. Dude, I was a Hollywood club promoter for over 10 years. Yeah. Uh, that was actually making me a lot of money. And uh, that was an interesting time in my life because I got to see and, and do a lot of things that I could barely remember. I bet. Um, I bet. You know, I bet. I partied with a lot of uh, with a lot of really cool people. I partied with uh, actually Kid from Kid and Play. I used to party with him. Oh, nice. uh, I used to party with Shifty, uh, the lead singer from Crazy Town. Uh, yeah. Partied with a lot of adult superstars. You there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. You there? Cut out for a minute. Yeah, yeah. you cut out Can there for me? a second. Everything okay? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Didn't hear you. Uh, 
You said Shifty from uh, Crazy Town, and then you said what? Yeah, I was uh, partied with Shifty from Crazy Town. Uh, partied with a lot of adult uh, female stars. Oh, <laughs> that nice. was that was that was cool. They used to come now, to the were, club. Were, were, you, were you a bouncer? Were you a bartender? What what was your role in that? You said what? No, you it was were club, club club promoter. Promoter. Okay, yeah. I just make yeah, sure we, I remember promoter. Promoter. Okay. Yeah, we were. I was a club promoter um for for over 10 years uh which is really cool but it kind of sucked at the same time because i always said that being a club promoter always takes a piece of your soul you have to be a real jerk and uh it's it was really it was an eye-opener because the way they treat people is really really badly like they they're very discriminative they're very uh they're they're very uh, hollywood is a very well I'll just leave it there because I don't want to bad mouth Hollywood. Yeah. Just it's, entertainment. It's, it's it's tough. It's tough. It's a very tough uh, field to get into. Um, yeah. But I left that because right around that time, I actually decided to go back to school and get my bachelor's degree. And um, I went to a school called Ashford University down in Southern California. Okay. And, uh, you know, I got my degree from Ashford. Uh, I got my bachelor's degree in journalism and mass communications with a minor in marketing, and I graduated magna. I, I graduated magna cum laude. Oh uh, wow, even better! That's like what third, second, no, second, first, second, second? Se- yeah, second. It's great honors. Yeah, yeah, it's right before summa, and I was like literally a GPA away from summa cum laude. So I was like so close to it. I was so. <laughs> He's angry like, you couldn't just it. miss a day. Like, like give me an extra day or whatever. Oh, man, I was so angry, man. One of my classes, extra credit course or something. I was so angry. My, one of my classes gave me a B plus, and I was like, no, that's <laughs> my GPA, you idiots. I was so pissed. Um, but but it was crazy, but. Because it was uh, the last two years of college were actually the the real the hardest because that's when my mom fell sick. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, trying to balance first, all that. It was crazy because it was like she fell sick and and you know, uh, she she got diagnosed uh, with a rare form of ovarian cancer towards the end of 2015. Actually, the beginning of 2016, January of 2016, she got diagnosed. But towards the end of 2015. She started getting sick, but in 2014 is when her her health issues actually began. But she hadn't gotten diagnosed for 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 cancer. She was actually they. It was a weird situation because she was actually she was actually they tested her for everything, and she was fine. Like they tested her for everything. She had nothing in her system. They actually they actually were surprised that a woman that hadn't seen a doctor in cod in in damn near two decades was actually in great shape. And yeah, yeah. Uh, they sent her home in 2014. Uh, you know, they did a because she was going through some stuff. So they fixed her up, sent her home. And then like midway through 2015, she started becoming ill out of nowhere. And it was a very weird thing. We didn't understand why this is happening. Just so out, just nowhere, just changing. huh? Yeah, it was it was the strangest thing. And um, it was, um, you know, I was actually going to graduate. I graduated in October of 2015. Okay. And um, it was the strangest thing because we actually traveled down there. Uh, somebody took care of my dad because it was for a weekend. It was like a weekend event. Okay. And uh, we ended up traveling down to um, we ended up traveling to uh, to um, San Diego okay. uh, for my graduation. And when we were traveling down to San Diego for my graduation, I had the weirdest feeling because we took a train down there because my car had like my, my car had broken down at the time. Right. And uh, we took a train down there. And as we're going down there, I had the strangest feeling that. This is going to be the 
the first and the last trip I was actually ever going to take with my mom. Really? And uh, it was the it was the strangest it was the strangest thing in the world. Strangest thing in the world. Um, I'm sorry, Twizzle. I got this. No, uh, take, some, take a moment. Take a moment. Well, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's not about that. Somebody's at my oh. front door and they're talking to my dad, and they're not supposed to be here. Like it's weird. Go, I'm sorry. Take, if you need a moment. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no worries, man. No worries. Yeah. You family first, obviously. You know. Yeah, what I mean? no, and then like weird people just decided to come and knock on the door. I'm like, uh, you do realize that we're on a lockdown, right? Why are you visiting my dad? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? You know, there's a lot of those scammers out right now, man. Let me well, tell no, you. Well, no, this is actually a friend of uh, my, well, his, I guess uh, one of his uh, buddies or whatever <laughs> has came and saw my dad and and just trying to check up on him to see if he's okay because they hadn't seen him. And it's gotcha. like, well, duh, you, of course you haven't seen him because they're trying Crazy. to practice social distancing. <laughs> You know, think about it, People guys. People still don't get it yet. People still don't get it yet, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Anyways, so, so yeah, so to, um, yeah. so yeah, so I was, uh, so I was actually going in in school, and uh, I was in school. I was going through all this stuff, and I still was managed to graduate on stage. Yeah. Uh, my mom, uh, you know, she uh, she went with me to my graduation. She wasn't feeling too good. She was actually kind of really uh, not feeling well at all. She was in a lot of pain. Uh, she wasn't holding anything down. Uh, she couldn't even go to some of the events with me down there because it was a whole weekend of graduation events, and she couldn't go to any of them with me. She stayed in the room the entire time. Um, then finally, we, uh, you know, when graduation came, uh, my uncle, one of my dad's best friends, I call him uncle because he's one of like he's known my dad since childhood. Gotcha. He went out there and helped her out while I was down the stage. We got we graduated in Viejas Arenas uh, okay. from, you know, in in the San Diego. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was the arena for San Diego State University yeah. and it was a huge arena. And uh, we our ceremony was held there and uh, it was awesome. I graduated on stage. She got to see her son graduate on stage with honors. I wear the yellow, the yellow uh, honor sash yeah, yeah. Uh, for Magna Cum Laude. And uh, when we got home, because our uncle, my, my, our uncle, my uncle, uh, drove us back. And when we got home, my, my diploma had been delivered because it's actually separate. When you graduate, they don't give you the diploma right then and there. They yeah. actually mail it to you. Uh, to make sure that you know you're you at least get it right. <laughs> well, no, they, what they do is they they want to make sure all grades are turned in. There is no outstanding balance for tuition because uh, otherwise they they, they 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 keep the diploma until you pay the to the outstanding gotcha, balance. Gotcha, gotcha, um, I was gotcha. I was under I was under student loans, so my my stuff was already good. So comes up and uh, when we get home, my diploma is right here waiting for me, and I open the box up because it was in the FedEx box. I open the box up, take it out. And I look at it for a second, and then I hand it to my mom. And I'm like, Mom, this isn't mine. This is yours. Rock on. Congratulations. That's well played. I I gave it to her. She started crying. I bet. She started crying, and uh, she looked up at the sky, thanking God. And she said, thank you, Lord, for this wonderful son that you've blessed me with. I thank you so much. And that was probably the best gift I could have ever given to my mom. And this is literally five months before she passed away. Um, that is crazy. That is got, that's. Woo. She she got diagnosed. Um, she got diagnosed January of 2016. She died March 6th at of 2016. That is just wild, man. Wow, yeah. wow. Yeah, so, and then I just from here I just started taking care of my dad, and 
you know, uh, a lot of things changed. A lot of things changed when she passed. And, uh, you know, it was it was one of those things where I had I had a plan and uh, plans changed like uh, like they do all the time. As they do all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So in the mix of all of this, you know, with with with, with the situations going on with your mom and and, you know, the graduation of college and the struggles that, you know, it took to even get to the point of graduating college and, you know, your father and everything with his sickness and and. Where was there any any person along the way other than your mother, obviously, um, a lady friend, uh, uh, um, <laughs> a confidant, anybody, any any role that was filled there, uh, you know, on the on the connection end, or was you Bro, always just solo dolo during this whole thing? I was always, to, to be honest, I have friends. Um, uh, romantically, I haven't been in a relationship in years. Okay, uh, because I mean, I date. Don't get me wrong, I date. Um, but I just, you know, it's one of those things where I'm, I just don't feel, I mean, I'm, I'm at the point in my age where I, you know, I need to find myself somebody that I'm looking forward to, looking forward to spending the rest of my life. Compatible with long term, right? Yeah. You know, and, (laughs) and and the thing is, I, I haven't really been looking because I've been so focused on getting my career going because I'm, you know, everybody always says money isn't everything, but it does, it does help a lot. And, you know, if you notice that a lot of divorces they're mostly divorced because of financial situations, statistically speaking. And that's one of those things where it's like, you can't say money isn't everything because it does, it helps actually, because you're not going to be, you're, you're always going to be fighting about bills and things like that, you know, and that's part of money. And, you know, I mean, why put yourself through it? I remember that when I was a kid, there were times that my mom would tell me, you know, um, that I wanted a gift and my mom would be like, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, I mean this, this Christmas, we, we can't give you anything. Cause you know, we're kind of dad's going through a lot of tough times right now, trying to find a job, this, that, and the other. And the look on her face when she would tell me, no, was really heartbreaking. It was more heartbreaking yeah. than, than I would imagine her seeing the look on my face when she said no. Right, right, and, right. and I don't want to go through that with kids. Like I don't have any children and I do one day, but when I do, I want to make sure that I have enough to go ahead and be able to not say no, not spoil them, mind you, because well, I, I want to make sure that they understand that. it. Yeah, <laughs> I, not just, spoil I, got, them. I got five kids and let me yeah. tell you something, boy, it's, it's healthy to say no. Uh, oh, yeah. on a on a quite frequent regular basis too. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, you pick and choose your battles. You know, exactly. you pick and choose them. You know, and it's one of those things where you know I would still you know make sure that they understand the value yeah, of of money sure. and everything for because sure. that's something that's lost on a lot of children and oh, man. Is it they need so to ever? yeah they need to understand it like I was taught the same way. You know, I was I, like I said I was. I didn't have much, but I was raised very well. I ha- I right. was very wealthy in love and very wealthy in knowledge, thanks to my parents. That's you true. know, so that's, that's why that's why I'm just like you know I'm I again I have really great friends that were around me. Um, you know, actually, you know, my my friend Angela, she's she's been a, a really uh, a big influence on me. Love her to death, though sometimes she could be very controlling, and sometimes it's like. She she tends to be like a mom, right. and it's like, dude, I I have a mom, and and then after she my mom passed, I'm like, I had a mom, I don't need a mom, you know, I'm kind of old, you know, like I don't need you to be my mom, I need you to be my friend. Um, so you know, there's there are issues there, uh, that I but I still love her death, you know, she's always she's always had my back <laughs> for many things, she's always had my back, and and I know that her her intentions are always in the right place. 
Um, right. I have my, my, my childhood friend, my buddy Drew, that I've known since the 10th grade. That guy's like my brother. Um, known her for since the 10th grade. He's always been there for me. I yeah. mean, my like we were my dad when he suffered a stroke. It was in North Carolina. It okay. was in Charlotte. And Drew at the time, my buddy Drew, he lived in in uh, in Raleigh. He drove all the way from Raleigh down to North Carolina because I was I, I actually went to go see my dad because of this you know of this of this issue that he had, and I was scared because I thought I was gonna be you know seeing somebody that was gonna die. Yeah, um, yeah, but it yeah, turned out you never know what to expect, right? Exactly. And I was flying over there and I hate flying. I'm terrified of flying. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually scared of the taking off and the landing. The in-between part I'm okay with. But, you know, <laughs> it's I had the in-between that. part that's actually the worst. I know. That's the reason why I'm terrified. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, you know, and I had that on my mind. And then, you know, like I was going to go see my dad because at the time he was dying. But then yeah, yeah. I had a layover in Utah. And that's when they gave me the good news that they saved his life. So I was uh, in higher spirits. But still, I was devastated. And uh, Drew, he, he knew this, man. And he drove all the way down from Raleigh just to spend some time with me and we we hung out in uh we hung out in uh you know for about a good hour or so and he's like dude come back with me man we'll go ahead and party you know we'll have a good time we'll get your mind off yeah. things like, you yeah. know what dude i love you for 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 offering offering but, but I, got, yeah, I, gotta I gotta be here <laughs> yeah i gotta stay here just in case any you know god forbid any emergencies or anything i gotta yeah. stay here near my dad you know that's my responsibility so, uh, you know, but that was really cool of him to come down and do that. And like that, he's always been there for me. Um, another person, another two people, you know, that have also been there for me has been my friend Jeremy and his his wife, Joni. Uh, Jeremy actually was, uh, he played the little brother on Growing Pains. He played Ben Seaver on Growing Pains. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's really, he, yeah, he actually, he actually became a, uh, one of my one of my really close friends. Again, he's like a, he's also like a brother to me as well. That's um, so cool. Rock on. And it, and Rock it stemmed on. actually from his wife Joni. Joni was the one that introduced us back in 2011 right. uh, because Joni used to come to the clubs. And uh, I, you know, the first time I met Joni, I was like, wow, she's really cute. She's, she's yeah, right. body, you know, and uh, but we got to know each other, and it turned like you know she became more of a of a sister. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, and I like every time she came to the club, I always treated her like VIP. I always watched her back. Yeah. And eventually she 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 told me it's so funny because she told me she's like, uh, you know, she told me that she she was uh, she was, uh, you know, she has a fiance um, and that he's kind of a famous guy. I was like, really? I was like, dude, it you know, it wouldn't phase me, you know, if you told me who he is. I mean, I lived, I lived, I lived in Burbank, you know, and yeah, and I've seen Burbank. famous people too, right? Yeah, yeah like I party with famous people, you know, <laughs> right? I exactly. I actually went to high school with a couple of people that were <laughs> on television, so whatever you tell me yeah, is not going to phase me, you know. Eventually, <laughs> she introduced me. And I was like, oh, dude, that was one of my favorite shows back in the day, you know. Yeah, right. We actually, we actually hit it off, Jeremy and I. We have That's a, we, so we, cool. turns out we have a lot in common. And I was like, dude, you used to live there? Oh man, that was like right down the street from me, and. Yeah, you know, we hit it off very well. Um, and you know they what's so am- wild? Real quick, not to not to interrupt or anything, but I got to interject this at this moment, man. What's so wild is that uh, with the new Netflixes and the Primes and everything, my kids got to watch that series, that show, that whole show um, from start to finish. Uh, they kind of even binge binge watched it a little bit, right? Well, Growing Pains. Yes. And, on Netflix, and, and, where's, where's it on Netflix? I, I mean, I can't. Netflix. I don't know if it was Netflix, if it was oh, Prime. Okay. 
you know, oh, I can't remember which one it was, but hmm. I'm just saying on one of these streaming platforms, my kids sat and they watched it and they watched the whole and they were talking to to their mother, my wife, about it. And of course, she's really big and, and she loves the show. And it was just so wild to be like, you guys are what you're, you're really watching that. Like I used to watch that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's so you know, crazy. But, and but then to hear then... you talk about this, this is even more wild, man. Well, well back then, man, back and I, and I hate to sound like an old fogey here, but back then, <laughs> like back then television was actually, it had quality in it. Yes, you know, I mean, te- television, television really taught you lessons. I yeah. mean, you, you go from growing pains, facts of life, you know, oh, uh, you know, it. All, all these 80s programming, you know, into the 90s, you know, you had Full House, you had uh, Boy Meets World, Family yep. Matters, Step by Step. You had yep. all these shows yep. that actually yep. gave quality. They actually gave you, a, you know, a sense of, okay, you know, this is these are life lessons that kids life can really get into. Situations yeah. you could relate to, right? Exactly, exactly. exactly. And so it was, they, were, they were great quality. But, uh, but yeah, man, Jeremy, Jeremy's a stand-up guy, one, uh, one of the nicest persons, uh, people that I know. So is his wife, Joni. They're both my family. Um, when my mom was, uh, was in the ICU, Jeremy yeah. actually Jeremy and Jeremy and Joni came and visited her and uh you know he he basically he basically that's, reassured, that's incredible bro he he reassured my mom that he was going to be here for me that they were both going to be here for me and it's it's kind of it's you know it's a little bittersweet that my mom she even had a celebrity come and see her, in her that's, 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 that's why i said that's so cool man because yeah. like you know you're and you talk about this like it's just it's nothing to you it's just i mean not that it's nothing nothing but like it's just so second nature second place you you understand what i mean by that like it's a regular thing for you you know what i mean like I don't know. I guess maybe that's the aspect of, you know, fangirling in some specs, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, no, <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where, like, with me, I'm just, I just look at it, you know, from uh, from a practical point of view because I'm a right. very practical person. I'm right. like, you know what? They're just regular people like you and me, you know. Right. I, mean, well, I guess yeah. again, maybe because I was born and raised in this city of of entertainment, so you're used to it for one. I'm used to it. Second of all, you 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 managed to get through that that pre layer that is always like a, a stigma around people of any of anywhere. Like I don't know you, so I don't want to know you. You know what I mean? And then you take yeah. the time to actually get to know them. You find out they're not what you thought they were. You know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some that are complete jerks. I mean, I, <laughs> I bet, I met, right? dude. I I I had an event. I actually partied with Chris Jericho. Really? Um, yeah, he a wrestler dude, right? Oh yeah, yep. Chris Jericho, WWE, well, former WWE. Is he cool or not cool? He cool is or the not cool? nicest. He is the nicest guy really? you'll ever you'll ever meet. Yeah, nicest person you'll ever meet. Really, really friendly. Really like really nice guy. But he did have a friend of his that was attending um, that was attending his party. Also, okay. he was an up. He was at the time he was an up and coming wrestler. Now he's a really big wrestler um his uh we're not gonna mention that name we won't we won't say that (laughs) let's just let's just put it to you this way he came from he came from reality television um and uh you know i don't watch wrestling so i have no idea (laughs) well if any of you if any of your listeners are are listening to this they'll probably know who i'm talking about yeah. Um, he was, he's actually the only wrestler that came from reality television. Okay. Um, he was on MTV. Now I'm going to go Google search this afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. He was, he was on the, he was on, I believe he was on the real world. Um, you know, really? and he, did a, 
yeah, he was on Tough Enough, you know. So yeah, they'll they'll know okay, who so he anyways, is by, by saying that. This guy, so this guy. He, he comes up, and uh, I didn't recognize him at first, you know, because okay. it was just I, I was mainly focused on Jericho, yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. a little buzzed at the time as well. And I wanted to take a picture, and actually, my picture—the picture that I took with Jericho and uh, this guy, this comedian named Hal Sparks—he's also an, uh, an actor as well, comedian. Okay. Uh, we took a picture together, all three of us together, and the the wrestler I'm I'm talking about took the picture for us. Okay. And uh, it, again, it's on my Facebook, which is really cool. Um, and after that was done, I recognized him because it kind of clicked. I'm like, wait a minute, I know you. You're so and so. And he's like, yeah. I was like, dude, let's take a picture. He's like, no, no, no. That that moment's passed. You you missed your chance on that. <laughs> I was like, what? Are you serious? He actually said those words. He's like, no, you, you missed your you missed your chance, man. I was like, wow. Okay, sorry, guy. You know, chance, man. It was you, bro. <laughs> He actually, okay. he actually said that, and I was just like dumbfounded by his attitude. Like, yeah. he was a, like he's a he's a real jerk. Like he's actually a real jerk in real life, and uh, to people like in front, like if it was like TMZ or something like that, he's all smiles and everything. But to people, he's a real jerk. He's he's not a really nice person, and I'm not the only person that has has actually expressed uh, that, expressed <laughs> that or experienced that. Actually, I should say, right, other right. people have too. I've heard from other people that yeah, he actually is a real jerk in real per in real life. That's that's and um, who knows if he's changed, to be honest. I don't know if he's changed. But, yeah, uh, one other person that actually is was actually a really cool guy. Uh, I was actually his intern. I could actually say that. It was a, actually a really cool experience. I was Ryan Seacrest's intern. Are you kidding uh, me? Yeah, I was actually his intern at Star 98.7 back when he was at Star 98.7 in Los Angeles. That is wicked and cool, bro. The, he's, the, he's like the nicest dude. Like, Ryan Seacrest is like the nicest dude. I don't know if he's changed because, you know, I mean, it's been years. Uh, I was uh intern at Star 98.7 in 2001. Okay. Uh, and obviously a lot's changed since then. He's become yeah, a multi 20 years ago. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 you know, and and the thing is that Ryan is like the nicest guy. He it was it's so funny because I, I go by Xander Dames because that Xander is my middle name. Dames okay. is my mom's maiden name. But okay. Okay. but my legal my my actual name is David Navarro. Short okay. for Dave Navarro, which is the guitarist right. from. Red I was Hutchins. just getting ready to say, are you the yeah. are you the guitarist? Like, yeah, exactly. So, and that's <laughs> do I got a rocker on the line? I didn't even realize it. <laughs> I wish, I wish. And that, well, that's well, that's the reason why I go by you Xander, Xander Dames. Yeah. You know, I go yeah, by, by, my, by my my other name, by my middle and my mom's maiden name, simply because of that. Because everybody's like, oh, you're Dave Navarro. But it's so funny because uh, Ryan, when he when he learned about my first and last name, he actually gave me a shout out the first day of my of me being his intern. And uh, the producer, her her name is Tolan. Okay. She ran into the the sound booth because I was I was at the time I was so focused on my job I was answering phones and I was trying to make sure I wouldn't screw up. She yeah. runs in there, he's like, "Turn on the radio, turn on the radio." He's giving you a shout out. Sure enough, I was like, I was like, "What?" And I turn on the radio. He's like, and he's like, "Yeah." And in the studio we have uh, Dave Navarro, Dave Navarro. <laughs> you know? and he's here. I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this guy's doing this," you know. And he's like, "He's our actual intern," and you know, we have an intern named Dave Navarro and. On the, in the in the studio, I was like, "Thanks, I appreciate that." Put me out there like that, right? Good. <laughs> it was hilarious. But and every time I came to work, Ryan always walked up. He's like, "Hey, Dave Navarro, how you doing?" I was like, hey, <laughs> "That's man, too funny. That's so, too funny." Nice guy, though. Really, really down to earth. Really nice guy. And uh, like I said, man, I mean, 
you know, I talk about this like it's a matter of fact, but in you know, it's one of those things where I'm just like, you know what, everybody started somewhere. Like yeah. Ryan started at Star Night Apen point seven. Now look at him, he's huge. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, you know, like you know, it was one of those things where I just, you know, I I just you know I I I don't look at it like anything like it's anything bad. I just look at it like it's it's a matter of fact. You know, I mean, I partied with David Arquette. Uh, at his at his uh, at his club Bootsy Bellows a few years ago, also a really nice guy, really like huge partier. Yeah, um, you know, really cool dude is David Arquette. Um, but yeah, man, I've I've done things like that. You know, I've done I've I've partied with different people like that. You know, and it's it it's one of those things where they're just really cool people when they're cool, but they're real assholes when they're assholes. Oh, I bet, right? <laughs> as for, yeah, as for most people are, right? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So. But, you know, it is what it is. Like, it's it's not one of those things where you can change anybody. That's just who they are, and exactly. that's all part of it. You know? So with the few minutes that we've got left, because we have about 10, 15 minutes left, I want to talk about the Xander Effect show, okay? Is that Xander Effect podcast show? Is that the way to yes. say it? I wanna... Okay. Well, it's, so it's, this... it's the Xander Effect. The Xander Effect. That's that's what I thought. See, I thought it was the Xander Effect. So I want to talk to you about the Xander Effect. Now, did any of these life experiences that you've talked about during the last forty-five minutes, forty minutes or so, uh, did they did they tie into your creation or your production of this this show? Or now is this in a creation entirely new? Something that you wanted to do, branch out with, and 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 go down a different path with your life. You know, it's a little bit of both um, because part of it when I when I created the Xander effect, um, I I it was actually my friend my friend Carla's idea. She's uh, and she's an incredible cinematographer, very talented young woman. Um, she comes up and she and she tells me because the thing is I've, I've been I'm looking for work you know with my degree, which is really difficult because I take care of my dad too, so it's hard to find work you know in my in my field especially here in los angeles that's oversaturated with people in that field it's not gotcha. easy to find work so uh you know and i've been you know i've been looking 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 so carla she looks she she tells me she's like why don't you start a youtube show i mean everybody else is doing it you have the knowledge to do it why don't you right. just start a youtube show and just take it from there and so i was like you know what that's actually a really good point um, at first, the Xander Effect started as a visual show. It, okay. it was, it's, it, you can actually find old episodes on YouTube of, of the news broadcast. Um, and so when I started this, I was like, you know what? I want to stay away from politics. I want to stay away from what everybody else is always talking about on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I want to keep it light. I want to keep it fun. So that's why I decided, you know what, let me do a show that's ma mainly focused on entertainment, sports, and video games. Three of my favorite topics anyway. So I started up with that, and uh, then I realized, I'm like, you know what, I have a lot of resources at my disposal. I have a lot of, you know, I know a lot of publicists because I used to, you know, have their, their clients go to my clubs all the time. Right, So. Right. You know, I should hit them up and see if maybe, you know, they could do me the favor of sending me some guests. And sure enough, that that was the way I did it. I, to be honest with you, Twizzle, I've been I've been doing the podcast game since 2011. Okay. I started I started in 2011 with a show called John and Dave in L.A., um, which you could also find on Mixcloud. Okay. And uh, that's when I actually started the podcast, the podcast game. I started in 2011 uh, and then I, I got I, I was um 
I, I, not, I, I would have to say I was asked to be a part of another show on internet radio on latalkradio.com. Oh, okay. um, and I was on, it was live. It was live every Wednesday. Uh, her, I was on a show called, I was a co-host of a show called Jenny's Real Talk on the Block, okay. uh, <laughs> which is, you know, that's a shout out to my friend, uh, you know, Jen, Jenny, Jenny, she's, she's an awesome person, Jennifer DeVoe, uh, an awesome broadcaster. She's on every Wednesday, I believe at 3 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, and uh, she plays a lot of good music. She's a real rocker. I was a co-host for for a while, and but I, I was like, you know what? I gotta do I gotta do my own thing. I gotta figure things out on my own. So you wanted, that's, you wanted to branch out, yeah. Exactly, I branched out, and that's when I came up with the Xander effect. Uh, thanks to my friend Carla, and uh, it's it was actually really cool because. I hit up a lot of my old contacts, interviewed a lot of people, a lot of really cool people. Um, and then I bumped into my friend Quest Cross, who I've known for 15 years. And yeah, Quest, yeah. Quest, he's done a lot of big things. He's, uh, he's, you know, he's a music producer. He's an artist as well. Uh, he's signed to Sony Music. You know, he's, actually, he's partnered with Sony Music. His label is partnered. His label is 5050 uh, Global Music Inc., Gotcha. And uh, they're partnered with Sony Music, The Orchard, and with BMG. And nice. when I interviewed him, he basically said, he's like, dude, man, you, you have a really good way of, of talking to people. Yeah, you're a good yeah, interviewer. Yeah. Conversationalist, in, yeah. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, are you interested in maybe getting signed to Sony? I was like, are you kidding? Of course, you know. <laughs> yes, please. I'm good to go. Let's do it, you know. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, for sure. So he signed me to, to Sony and BMG and to also 50-50. And, nice. uh, you know, this is back in December of, of last year. Yeah. Nice. And, and it's been, you know, I started the Xander Effect in April. It's, it's going to be actually a year now uh, since I started the show. And it's been a really good run, you know, since then. You know, I've had a really good time with it. And I enjoy it, man. It's, it's a fun experience. And, uh, you Coolest know, the guests that you've had on the Xander Effect? All of them. Really? No, no one that one sticks out to you? There's not that one that you was like, man, I'm really glad I was able to to score that one? No, because they all are wonderful in their own unique way. You know, gotcha. I mean, every right, single well, one so of them, you know, every single one job, of them. Switzerland. <laughs> good job, Switzerland. <laughs> every, you know, every single one of them had brought something to the show. Every right. single last one of them. Every single guest that I've had, incredibly talented. Um, every single guest that I've interviewed, great interviews. They always right. brought something to the table, including yourself, you know, because I had you on my <laughs> show as well. Classic, you know, classic. And, and, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I'm very happy to be able to like showcase a lot of these, uh, these up and coming, you know, uh, artists, actors, and they're, they're all great. They're all great. I mean, it's, it's shocking, truly. It's shocking that some of them haven't gotten huge already by now, yeah, um, yeah. because they're very talented. You're, you're all very talented people. And, uh, you know, I, I read the list, I read the list and I was like, you know what, this is a, a very nice list. It's not like just a, a, a bunch of nobodies. Like there's some people on there that have quite a, a standing, quite a following, quite a, quite a buzz around them. Right. So, yeah. And I was, and I'm very, and I've been very blessed, very fortunate to have been able to talk to them and, and, and man, there's still more to come, dude. I have a lot of other guests coming up, you know, I'm pretty much booked all the month of all this month. And I'm almost completely booked all of all of May as well. Like I have a nice. lot of other episodes coming up uh, with a lot of amazing, incredible artists and yeah. uh, their music. And I'm playing music now because oh, so that's what I'm saying. So I went from visual to audio. To, to so audio, after. yeah, yeah. Well, because the thing is, I figured it was easier because editing 
Trust me when I say editing by oh, yourself visual. God. It's so oh, it's oh my retarded. God. I hate oh, it. It's a, <laughs> dude, it's a headache. So I'm like, you know yes. what? I'm going audio anyway because at the time we got uh, we got uh, we got connected with a company called Art19 Media. Yeah. And they're an awesome distribution company. They distribute your 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 podcast to everywhere. That's why uh, it's distributed. My, thanks to Art19, I'm distributed on Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Apple iTunes, and a bunch of other places. Nice. And I'm like, I'm. I thought about. It, I was like, you know what? I, it's going audio anyway. My show's go, look, going audio anyway. Why yeah. not just go ahead and just keep it audio? And yeah, 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 you know, yeah. turns out it was the best idea. Started adding music. You know, I started adding music uh, to the show and right. showcasing all these talented artists instead of just interviewing them and playing one song. Yeah, I'm playing yeah. other songs, you know, yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. and it's and it's almost sound and it sounds like it's, you know, these are artists that are that are already famous, but they're up and coming. And with, you know, that's a really great way to describe them because they are definitely up and coming. They're amazing artists. That's super cool. And of course, you know, I, I speak not only personal knowledge, but I speak on behalf of all of them when I say, you know, that it is excellent to be able to to get on a platform that is so uh, thorough when I say this with its not only distribution, but with its affiliations and connections and, um, you know, just around, you know, you're connected to Jimmy Starr as well. And that right there is I mean, that's Oof, oh, Jimmy's a great guy. Jim, Jim, Jimmy's a great ever? guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's, a, he's an amazing person. He definitely helps out with uh, promoting my show. So, yeah, major, exactly. major shout out to Jimmy. Thank you for that, Jimmy. Appreciate that. Uh, also, my friend Kelly K, uh, Kelly K PR, uh, Holly. Also, that's another one. Holly, nice. uh, congrats. No, uh, with IC and, and and you know they're all amazing people that have helped my show grow. All yeah, of them. Yeah. They've all helped my show grow. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't uh, have a show pretty much, you know, without their help. Um, you know, it'd be a lot difficult <laughs> without their help, but with their help, it's been super easy, super great. Uh, I've had a lot of attention towards it. Um, also, dude, my man, my 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 social media is amazing because like my digital team uh, is is now like shout out to my digital team too because they are making incredible things for my shows. Nice. Uh, they're they're introducing video promos to the show. Nice. And uh, they're doing an amazing job with that too. Like they're like they're incredible with that. So like very I'm really good. really happy about all that. Very good, very good, very good. I love hearing that. I love hearing that you, you start with an idea and then you put the work into it, and it slowly builds. It slowly builds, and it slowly becomes even bigger. And the more people get involved, and it and after a while, you look back and you're like, you know what? This is amazing. This is absolutely amazing to start with this little thing and to watch it grow and become this this thing right here you know and of course the xander effect is available on all digital platforms i assume virtually you said art 19 was was good about that right art 19 yeah you could go to art 19 media.com uh you could also again you could also listen to it on spotify uh iheart radio you actually could listen to the episodes on iheart radio the next day because there's like a day delay uh gotcha. but you could hear it on apple ipod uh, uh apple itunes podcasts uh, you could hear it on there as well. Uh, pretty soon, we're working on it. Pretty soon, you might hear me on uh, on Pandora. You never know. So we're working on something like that too, uh, to get on there. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, we're we're pretty much on all uh, all available platforms. Google Google Podcasts as well. You could hear it on there. Uh, God, everywhere. Everywhere. Future plans. Future plans. Just keep doing what I'm doing, man. Just you know, yeah, future. Yeah. The, Future plans is just uh, 
you know, the well, the dream and the hope for every every broadcaster is to make it to XM Satellite or Sirius. That's oh, that's course. that's of the course, goal. Course, that's yeah. the goal is to get there. I mean, I'm also a writer and I'm a director. I've written like 24 scripts. Nice. Um, yeah, man, I've written a lot. A few of my scripts are actually circulating in the festival circuit. There, there are. Um, thank you. Yeah. Thanks, man. There, there are uh, five of them. Are in the uh, Page International Film Festival. Three of two of them are in the Nichols Film Festival, uh, that's ran by the Oscars, and four of them are in the Austin Film Festival currently. So, we'll um, see. We'll see success on all of them, man. Okay. Thanks, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, like I said, it's it's one of those things where um, I've been thanks to my mom. Uh, my mom, she was the one that uh, gave me the gift of of having a having an imagination. Uh, my mom, she was an incredible storyteller. Uh, she would tell us stories and we would just like myself and my dad and we just sit there and just listen to it uh, to her uh, tell us the story. And uh, it it was amazing to have her. It was amazing to have her. And uh, I miss her every day. Uh, But thanks to her, I was able to have the imagination that I have today. That's so awesome. That's so freaking awesome, man. Well said. I love the way that you're able to to verbalize your entire life. You know, a lot of people, they, they have struggles in being able to express incidences or things or how things came to be or so on and so forth and you're very you're very fluid with it you're very easy with it you lay it all down very simple people can understand it they walk along with you in 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 what you're saying and they can understand and see it and i love that i think it's amazing and i think that that's why the xander effect does so well is because you bring these people in and you're able to walk with them visualizing and being able to help your listeners visualize what it is they're saying too. So congrats, man. I, I, I I didn't know all of this before coming into this show. So to hear some of this and to hear what you've been through on some of this is actually commendable and, and very, you know, like you deserve a round of applause for stepping up and, and not falling to the wayside. You know, you have a lot of reasons, a lot of excuses to be like, you know what, man, whatever's whatever. And you didn't let any single one of them get to you. You always kept doing what you needed to do to get to the next step. And that, that right there is, is a, um, you know, that's something that's lost on society. People don't understand that anymore. You know, they think everything it's, should be just handed to them anymore. You know, you, you uh, know, it's, it's crazy. I've, <laughs> I survived the LA riots, been through that as well. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, I, I've survived a lot of things. Um, and it was crazy cause my mom, she was afraid. She was afraid for me when, yeah. uh, when she was, when she was, uh, dying and i'm an only child so all this fell on me everything my exactly i, I was exactly. i was in school I, while i was in school getting my degree with honors um i was taking care of two sick people and yeah i was able yeah. to do all this as an only child and i still continue to do it and my mom she was scared she thought i was gonna because as Collapse, close to her, give in something yeah you know commit suicide and something, i told her yeah. I, I i told her i was like mom Never have to worry about me committing suicide or anything like that because I would not, uh, I would not destroy your legacy by me doing right, something right. so horrible because that would be an insult. Right, that would a be slap an insult in the face that, to everything that, you did. Exactly, that would be spitting on your legacy, on you, on the way you raised me. So yep. you don't ever have to worry about that. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going until we meet again. You know, that's just the way it is. Uh, we all know that she's definitely proud. I mean, you can just you see it in the way that you radiate, you know, you radiate as being someone who knows he's doing the right thing, someone who knows he's got this, you know what I mean? And that right there is what she raised. So 
Congrats, bro. Congrats. Thanks. This was a great interview. I actually had I enjoyed learning your life life. That was very, very thoughtful and, and <laughs> thought provoking. I loved it. I loved it. Now, before that. we go, yeah, before we go real quick, man, is there any links that you want to shoot out? Is there any any opportunities you want to give people to connect with you? Maybe even stream, subscribe, you know, that whole little five minute spiel that people are allowed to give <laughs> you letting know everybody know where to go, you know? <laughs> You know, I've got nothing. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, man, I'd be like I the first person not to have anything. Wouldn't that be strange, though? I'd be like, yeah, you would definitely catch me off guard. I'd be like, are you serious? Are you, you just... <laughs> no, 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 that'd be really weird. No, my, my, my digital team would be like, are you crazy? What's the matter with you? <laughs> um, you know, actually, uh, yeah, you, you could definitely catch me on Instagram, uh, XanderDames1. Uh, that's X A N D E R D A M E S and the number one. Uh, I also have the, the Xander Effect podcast, so that's also on uh, on Instagram. Uh, Xander Dames one at Twitter on Twitter as well. Uh, on Facebook, just look for Xander Dames. You'll see you'll see my face on there. And I do want to go ahead and say one thing. I'm doing right now uh, for the current crisis. I'm actually doing. Uh, I'm trying to trend this hashtag called AW Movement, hashtag AW Movement. And AW stands for Applaud Workers because there are essential workers out there that are risking their health, the health health of their families. And, you know, they're risking everything to make sure that they provide for us all the services that we need. Grocery workers, truck drivers, first responders, delivery people, all these people are putting their lives on the line for us to go ahead and continue to provide services for us. So what I'm asking people to do is get on their social media and applaud. You know, I challenge you, Twism, I challenge, you know, everybody to get on their social media, video themselves applauding and saying thank you and hashtagging AW movement and just thanking all these essential workers for everything they're doing for us because God knows that they're doing a lot and they're risking so much you know, there was a bus driver that was, you know, that was providing public transportation. A woman coughed on him and he got infected. He passed away. Yep. You know, there yep. are doctors, there are nurses that are becoming infected as well. They're yep. putting their lives on the, li- on, the li- on the line to keep us alive. So major Long. props to them. Long and, enough and, to find a vaccine. At least, I mean, these people are really, really putting it all on there. So Exactly. So major. So I challenge everybody to just do something very simple and just give them a round of applause. Clap your hands. Round of applause for these people. That's all I ask. Well, we can do that. That's easily. That's easily enough done. Don't worry about now, people, that. People are doing these TikTok videos. You could take like, you know, a minute to go ahead and, you know, show your appreciation. You know, it doesn't take that long. Yep. You got it. That is well said. And, you know, if if people can't do it, then they must have something against applauding workers. Yeah. I mean, because it, if it's a simple thing that takes about 30 seconds to do, then everybody should be able to do it. So Exactly. Exactly. Like I said, you could go ahead and take a minute, you know, to go ahead and really do a TikTok video and really, you know, yeah. put, put your time <laughs> and effort on some dumb TikTok video. You know, then you, then can you can definitely do Exactly. Uh, thank you. Video. Thirty seconds. It's not that difficult. 
Yep, exactly. All right, Xander, blessings to you, man. And of course, this show was brought to you in association with the Anything Goes Project, the Big Rich and Lil Lisa show, World Star PR, and of course, FCR 247. Find out more by visiting our website, www.fcr247.com. Make sure to stay tuned to the Xander Effect on all digital platforms so that you can catch the newest editions whenever they drop. And of course, Xander, on behalf of FCR247, myself, and everybody that's going to be listening to this interview, we thank you so very much for taking your time out and wish you the very best for 2020 and very much a lot of safety and health during this COVID-19 pandemic. You dig? Thanks, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Very humbled. Uh, to be a part of uh, FCR, man. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. Uh, you're an awesome host, Wisdom, and uh, you know I wish you, I wish you the best as well in 2020. And uh, you and your family also stay safe. Everybody else also, please practice Thank general you. hygiene. Uh, make sure you wear your gloves, masks, you know, goggles if you got them. Please be safe. Stay in for those that you love. And you, you know, like. At the end of at the end of my show, I always say this every single time. And remember, music always, always heals all. There you go. You're listening to Fat Cat Radio, a family of hosts playing the best local music, raising the bar one note at a time.